0: Podcast. I am Alan and joined by a little girl selling Girl Scout toilets, Ski. Ola. And a, a platinum member of the Hunka Hunka Burning Love fan club, Brent. I think he's, shirt on. I will right. say he
1: gets extra credit today. Oh, yeah, fun.
0: certainly does. I, I was debating on which lines to use. I, I thought about the uh, spokesman for the King George Prophylactics. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not just a spokesman, also a user. Right. <laughs>
0: Well, and then I would also thought there's a line in one of these uh, flashbacks in this episode we're going to cover. So we're doing season five, episode 26, The President is Coming, The President is Coming, part two. Uh Uh, And it's another clip show episode. Um, And there is one of them where Blanche is talking about the man she would settle down and marry. Uh Um, And the three men that she compares it to is Mel Gibson, Johnny Carson, and Donald Trump, Uh Like the (laughs) finances of Donald Trump. And I was really trying to <laughs> come up with a way to say like about ski, like the racial sensitivity of a Mel Gibson,
3: mm. you know, <laughs> the moral of a compass Trump. Trump. <laughs> of a Donald Trump. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> but and then with Johnny Carson, like he seemed like he was a real dick um mm-hmm. in real in his real life. Uh-huh. But it's not stuff that's so well known well, that was, and yeah. especially too, I mean, he's a guy who retired 30 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um he had yeah.
1: four wives. I know yeah. he wasn't happy in his marriages.
0: Oh yeah, well, I was like, <laughs> I was gonna say the marriage fidelity or something like that, mm-hmm. but I don't know exactly what led to his his I divorces. I would say
1: Trump's infidelity is far more wide known anyway.
0: Certainly, yeah, but um, but I just couldn't find one that was a good one to shoe in for uh, Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. and so I just like scrapped the idea. You could have
1: le- left yourself as Johnny. What's that? You could have left yourself as Johnny. And bad mouth. Well, no, all of job. them were going to be you or, oh, or Brent, <laughs> but probably you.
0: <laughs> probably ski. It was what I was going to go through those three things and then say ski, uh, but I just couldn't find a good one that <laughs> would have been known enough for Johnny Carson um, <laughs> that would have worked. So, uh, but anyway, well, more I,
1: on that later, folks. Yeah, because yeah. I I, shoo- I put in a little comment as well. Oh, okay, very about nice, Johnny Carson. So, no, well, I mean <laughs> about the line in general. Ah, okay. Gotcha.
0: okay. Um, but yeah, today, uh, like I said, season five, episode 26, a uh, normal format. Ski doing the, the recap for do, us? Do you remember my all-time favorite Johnny Carson line? Uh, no, I do not. I, I have a vague memory of you telling me about it, but I don't remember what the actual line is.
2: Uh, he was referring to Chevy Chase, and he said that uh, Chevy Chase could not ad-lib a fart after a baked bean dinner. <laughs> 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 okay. That is a great line. I think about that line once a week at least. <laughs>
1: I, for some reason, I was thinking you told me that Bill Murray had said that.
2: No, no. It, we were talking about um, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase's hatred of one another. Mm. Okay, okay. Like, my previous favorite Chevy Chase line was Bill Murray calling him a medium talent. That's ah. what I was thinking <laughs> of. Yeah. But yeah, then it had yeah. been usurped by Johnny Carson's line.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. In
0: a, uh, a podcast that I, uh, another podcast that I was listening mm-hmm. to, the uh, co host referred to the post as mid-level comedian mm-hmm. <laughs> John Hodgman <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought that was a pretty funny like uh yeah. what do you call it like backhanded compliment yeah. <laughs> um,
1: delicious intro right, yeah, right. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. I guess
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe called a mid-tier I think was yeah. the term but anyways uh yeah, Ski so will be doing our recap and uh, we'll be giving our ratings out of eight slices of cheesecake naming our MVPs as we uh finish out season five. Um, mm-hmm. Next uh, episode, of course, we'll be doing the season recap. And uh, Brent is typically the one that puts that together. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually it's quite enjoyable, so I hope you tune in for that too. But mm-hmm. we got an episode to get through before
2: we move on to that one. Before we do, I do have a listener interaction. about. I'd like to... Follow up on. Great. Let's hear um, So within the people listening's timeline, this would have been two weeks back. But okay. within our timeline, it's been, I don't know, six months maybe. <laughs> okay. um, so um, we had somebody reach out to us on the Instagram. It was like, hey, just found your podcast. What's your favorite episode? And I'd responded back, I've always been fond of season one, episode 20, adult education. <laughs> um, and I think I mentioned that online two weeks or when we did our thing two weeks ago or whatever. But they responded back, awesome, I'll take a look. And so they did respond back, great work, enjoyed listening, exclamation point. And I was like, well, that's a lie. But um, anyways, I just sent back the heart, you know, and then they tagged my heart with a heart, which I thought was a Double hearts. Yeah, it's like the closest anyone's come to sliding into my DMs. But then they were like.
1: I thought you were playing poker and they're just staying in suit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no.
2: okay. So anyways, then they responded, you know, we help podcasters with editing and content creation so they can focus on podcasting.
1: Would, oh, so it's an would, ad.
2: Yeah, would you be open to learning more? And then I responded back, you know, I appreciate your reaching out, but our whole thing is more of a hobby than a serious endeavor. Best of luck. <laughs> and then they gave that a heart and said, sounds
1: good. Who was so. the, uh, who is the, uh, the ad you guys got a lot of, like, uh. Yeah, I
0: think oh, you
2: promote should. it on,
3: whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that would have been, been another good response. Like, sorry, I already promoted it. But like, yeah. our whole podcasting budget is yeah. <laughs> spent on promoting it through whatever that exactly. <laughs> label was. Yeah.
1: I was thinking you could get them to meet each other. Oh, right. Some, some justice. <laughs> exactly. <to them>. exactly. <laughs> Maybe
0: you can go with our promoters.
2: <laughs> exactly. And as your agent, I'll collect 10% of whatever <laughs> yeah. you two work out. <laughs>
1: My finder's feet. <laughs> you know, you let me know how it goes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I
0: did have one other little interact, little interaction. I forgot my phone upstairs, which has the whole interaction. So I'll just tell about the most important part. But Jennifer, uh, one of our, you know, mm-hmm. best listeners, yeah. uh, she responded that the her Instagram tag metal spice mm-hmm. is that she is. Metal Spice of the Spice Girls. Um, Very that be, cool. She said she is not a fan of the Spice Girls. However, mm-hmm. if she ever That's, did happen those to be lines, a Spice Girl, Metal Spice would be her. Does she have
1: a favorite metal band, or is she just a fan she of... She said she loves the, hair metal. Okay. Um, so 80s, basically. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And she loves Queen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah tattoos and whatnot of that. Yeah. So the um, She mentioned the same thing on the Instagram. Oh, okay. And I told her a humorous little anecdote about myself, in that... The um, so she's like I'm not a Spice Girls fan or whatever, and I told her that uh, that first Spice Girls album, you know, I had all of the CD singles, uh, like you know, Wanna Be and Two Becomes One and whatever the third single was on there, <laughs> okay. um, and that you know, but basically I just had the CD singles that way I could honestly say that no, I don't own a Spice Girls album, <laughs> 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 so you know, kept me you know. Straight and narrow and well, honest. <laughs> I know that that you, Brent. If you ever want to talk
0: to Brent, if you contact him through the Instagram, he, he'll definitely interact with you. He's, <laughs> he's great about that, um, and he's quick at replying, from mm-hmm. what I've seen. Anyway, I, mm-hmm. I try to stay out of it because I don't know. Feels like I'm eavesdropping or something. <laughs> 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 but if you want to reach me through that avenue, that's fine too, or through the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder how how she would have reacted. I know you've had a, a few, you know. Uh, Conversations with her on there. Mm -hmm. I wonder how she'd have reacted if you started just doing all of your replies as lines from Spice Girl songs. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, off the top of my head, all I can think of ones that would definitely not be appropriate like, tell me what you want, what you really, really want, and and things of that nature, Um, or if you want to be my lover. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure there are plenty of other lines from popular songs. They're just not hitting my brain right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So. But anyways, so I like every just third response is just zig a zig You should try to throw that in sometime between now and two weeks from now.
2: <laughs> That's going to be my bazinga. Right. <laughs> I
1: like it.
0: So, anyways, well, I don't have any other things to, to report, but certainly. That's like, a
1: good add on for sure. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Um, oh, we did get one other little interaction that Angel reached out just to let me know that she was one episode behind. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I told her, "Don't worry, they're they're evergreen." Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no uh, hot news in any of them, um, yeah. so it'll be there when she's ready. Yeah, I um
2: uh, thought of her the other day. Um, oh, my other I had an ASMR podcast idea
0: oh did you yeah. well, d- do you want to share that on here or? uh
2: it's oh, just gonna say basically um you know it was just me and her just eating carrots and celery and the uh. listeners trying to guess which it is <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds strange. <laughs> <but> that's definitely <laughs> celery <Yeah. laughs>
0: that, that reminds me of a um a, a, we may have even talk about it on this at some point but there's an old adam sandler bit from one of his albums uh-huh. Where it's oh, like, yeah. he's like, oh, are these two people working out in a gym or having sex? And it would be very obviously one or the other. And he'd be like, no, you're wrong. It's the other one. He's lifting dumbbells. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought we could call it like crudité ASMR.
1: <laughs> I was really shocked that Alan didn't say uh, that this podcast is his ASMR when he rubs on the, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the microphone or taps on something.
0: I think ASMR for most people is something that they find enjoyable or relaxing. When <laughs> I hear extra sounds on our podcast, I find it neither. <laughs> um, but I, maybe there are people who do enjoy the do you stress think like from a ASMR. Weird, uh,
1: fetish out there, or like No, some, no? <laughs> <laughs> just blanket. No. Well, to Brent, there's no fetish. It's weird. <laughs> They're all normal.
0: <laughs> And you and you shaming everybody is what's leading to us having That's a less sex positive society.
1: To, I need to be a little more cognizant of right my my words.
0: So, is there well, not say a weird fetish, a fetish out there?
1: <laughs> well, what I was going to say is <laughs> where people enjoy annoying sounds.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. I think a lot of ASMR is people who <laughs> like a particular sound that a lot of people would not enjoy. Really? I okay. mean, some of them are are kind of innocuous, you know, noises that. Aren't necessarily good or bad that people just enjoy, but I think there are people who like a nails on a chalkboard and things like that. Um like so. Gilbert Godfrey's wife, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Although you know, in real life, Gilbert Gottfried was uh, not nearly as annoying <laughs> to listen to. Yeah. He passed I, away, didn't he? Yeah, fairly recently. Another comedy legend, and I think he's one of those guys who started having kids at like in Late his sixties. You know. So I think he had youngish kids, mm-hmm. which was a shame. But
1: yeah. That uh, that they're so young when he's old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he had the children. It's very sad that he...
2: That <laughs> he spread his seed. <laughs> right.
0: Well, you know, after all the Affleck controversy when he got uh, taken away for some uh, off-color jokes of some sort that he had done. But...
1: Long live, or er, rest in peace, Iago. Yep, but, <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, you ready, guys? Yeah, go for it.
1: All right, season five, episode 26, The President's Coming, The President's Coming, part two. Mm-hmm. Again, was air date was May 5th, 1990, same as the last one, so probably yep. the same day.
0: If you're curious about things that happen on May 5th, you can listen to our last episode. Yeah. Or I got a little
1: something else here for oh, you. Oh, a
0: little extra, yeah. okay.
2: Uh, so Cinco de Mayo, uh, that is Spanish for 5th of May, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a yearly celebration held on May 5th. Do mm-hmm. you guys know what it
1: commemorates? A lot of people think it's the, uh, the commemoration of the Independence Day, but it is not. Correct. It's like a saint's holiday, isn't it?
2: Uh, it commemorates the anniversary of Mexico's victory over the French Empire mm. okay, okay, in the Battle of Puebla. So once again, the lousy French lost another war, <laughs> this time Costa Mexico. So
0: do you think right now that the uh, people who hail from Mexico would be speaking French, had they won that war? Or do you think they would have been able to keep their own language? I think they'd still be speaking Spanish. Oh, okay.
1: Hola, you know. <laughs> amigo.
2: That's the only thing
0: they would have just gotten, the <laughs> but incorporated that into into the Spanish they
1: speak. It would have been the dialect, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: one of your better jokes. <laughs> I don't think Brent's giving it the props it deserves. <laughs> <but laughs> Make gusto baguette.
1: <laughs> That's I like bread. <laughs> In... Spanish, <laughs> French,
2: Spanish. <laughs> si, señor, escargot. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs>
0: it seems I feel like now we're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> you, started off, you may have been less right. entertaining. <laughs> well, it's just because now we're doing caricature type of uh, voices, which is probably a bad idea. Maybe Brent's uh, tepid re- response to <laughs> the first one uh, was was the right way to go. <laughs> you guys goat me
2: into being racist hey. like you. <laughs>
3: Hey,
0: he's the one who did the impressions. I just laughed. (laughs) I was just impressed with the association of the two together. (laughs) (laughs) I was blinded by that. (laughs) Moving on. Right.
1: Uh, For people who don't remember, this was written by Mark Sotkin, Gail Parrott, Martin Weiss, Robert Bruce, Philip Jason Lasker, Tom Whedon, Mark Cherry, and Jamie Wooten, Mm -hmm. and directed by Lex Pesaris.
0: I'll just start off by saying, and I'll come back around this at the end, but that list of writing credits is bullshit. It's um,
1: it's from the old ones too, I'm sure.
0: Oh, well, sure, but I'll get around to that when we get to the end of the episode. Okay.
1: Did you cross check oh, it. Is that is that, is that your uh, rant?
0: It is a bit of my rant. Yeah. I'm
1: I'm excited to hear it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I foreshadowed this on our previous episode that I have one particular issue with this episode, um, mm-hmm. but I'll get around to that at the end.
1: Well, I am uh, on pins and needles mm-hmm. listening for it.
0: It's not going to be that good of a rant. I'll but still it, sit on pins and needles if it hooks people onto the end of the episode. Don't
2: then, you. so where did that brown napkin come from? Um, my car. <laughs> where did like originally?
1: I don't remember. Probably Taco Bell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think to have brown napkins. So, how long has it been in your car, and now, and how long has it been in your pocket
1: <laughs> since I got in the house? I brought mm-hmm. it with me when I, my nose is a bit runny, so I brought. It. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it just it seems like you've had that brown napkin for 12 years. Ski, like it seems aged. That,
0: that <laughs> is funny because we have a long-standing joke about Ski's uh, tissue use uh-huh. that he does Hey, I, I think,
1: am much better about it now.
0: I think Ski has always had runny nose issues, uh-huh. you know, got, allergies and whatnot. Yeah, I But he uses tissues until they are dust, <laughs> until like, <laughs> he blows his nose and just shoots out like, like he's blowing <laughs> off a dandelion.
2: Like, it seemed severely <laughs> used when it came out of your pocket, and then it went back in your pocket yeah. after I saw it all over yeah, your face. i sure
1: I just grabbed it from the car when I came in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not as many miles on there as I thought. So okay. Well, in fairness, he probably has been using them
0: for you know we. Yeah, he was a property. napkin
1: for two years before, but <laughs> <laughs> check out. it's in a tissue face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, he made sure he had
0: topped off his oil and whatnot, but. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: but that just gets it aged to the perfection that he wants it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> soften it. You don't want to. It's <laughs> like seasoning a pan. <laughs> <laughs> So we open in the kitchen, Uh, Rose is in the kitchen writing writing on something when Dorothy and Blanche enter, Blanche asks what she's working on, and Rose tells her that she wants the president to feel welcome in her home, so she's preparing a sign that reads, Welcome President Bush, we are pleased to have you in our home, we are really thrilled you are visiting Miami, we hope you have a good time and a safe trip home, and good luck on running the country. Dorothy tells her that's catchy. Yeah.
2: and they have the same joke like three, four weeks ago, but it was gonna be on a cake? Yeah, something <laughs> yeah, like some, that. Yeah, something
1: similar, yeah. I think uh, it still works. <laughs> Rose says it's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to her, including when she's won the Saint Olaf me and my pet lookalike contest mm-hmm. that says that, you know, it's mostly due to yeah. the fact that she'll not have to swim with a duck in her mouth.
2: Right. Even more exciting than like getting to go to Russia to read her <laughs> <laughs> letter to that the premier. That seemed like that was yeah. a pretty
1: big deal too, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, oh, but as a quick recap uh, for anyone who didn't hear the first one before this. the president is coming to their uh, community and uh, is going to commemorate a or like hope help, help open a senior citizen center, right? right, and it'll pass right by their house, and their house was chosen as a visiting point to right meet with a, the people.
0: yeah probably like a photo op basically
1: mm-hmm. uh, and so a change scene. We see the girls are sitting in the living room, and Dorothy is going over her hit list of questions that she's plans to ask the president—kind of gotcha questions. Uh, she consults with the girls which topics she should bring up first: education funding, hunger and homelessness, pollution, etc. Again, Rose reminds Dorothy that you know when she makes a scene, the situation always blows up in their faces, and then she gives some examples.
0: Well, I did think it was funny too. She says, uh, "You know, can't you just pray they go away?" Um, by themselves, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And then Sophia responded, you haven't. So,
1: And, and it's ironic, too, because Rose lasted them all, outlasted them all. That's true. Uh, but no
0: one was praying for Rose to go away. Nah, she's not
1: national treasure. Exactly. Uh, we flashback. The girls are in a store purchasing items for a cruise to the Bahamas. Uh, there will be men accompanying on this trip. Their names do not matter. Blanche tries to subtly suggest that they get condoms. As per usual, Rose does not take to subtlety, uh, resulting in Dorothy frustratedly shouting, "She means condoms." Uh, they have a brief discussion about such a purchase. Dorothy says she's somewhat embarrassed, but Blanche assures her that uh, the store clerks are discreet and professional. They uh, uh, make a, they look over their options, make a decision, and pass them to the uh, cashier, who promptly speak who speaks on the overhead intercom that he needs a price check on the various types of condoms. King George Prophylactics, right. as you mentioned earlier. Two lambskin, mm-hmm. one ultra-sensitive in black right. for the blonde. <laughs> so I'm glad that he even points out who. Right. Uh, another uh, flashback, we have a plumber arriving, wielding a large toilet, the Dolan standard low boy, mm-hmm. which apparently is quite a showpiece. Dorothy jokes with him and then invites him in. He places it in the center of the living room and asks where he should be installing it. Dorothy tells him that they are actually planning to install it themselves. He kind of laughs it over and claims it's a man's job, but Dorothy says uh, that they are more than capable of doing the job themselves. Uh, upon hearing this, he suggests they move it to the uh, final location themselves as well and heads out the door. Sophia asks if that was a plumber that just left. Dorothy says, no, it was a little girl selling Girl Scout toilets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is one of my two favorite lines.
0: Yeah, it's a solid one.
1: And quite a marketing idea, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Door to door.
1: I mean, Little Scouts I, haven't even tried that the a, truth after is years
0: is of this. We're in the market for a toilet, and if a little girl in her uniform came <laughs> and showed up with a toilet in hand, I might be <laughs> like, yeah, I like to support my you know, local organizations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, Sophia then follows after him in an attempt to get him to come back. Dorothy and Rose attempt to lift the toilet uh, to no avail and quickly give up. Rose sits on the throne to think. Uh, just then, Blanche arrives home with a date. She opens the door and uh, sees uh, in the living room uh, the commode. With right. the sit- sitting there With Rose sitting on it. And then quickly shuts the door uh, before the man can see. Mm-hmm. She claims that her, uh, the other girls aren't home currently. She was going to introduce them. Uh, later on the episode, uh, Sophia enters the kitchen, uh, where the other girls are sitting. She uh, apologizes Dorothy, saying, "You know, I'm sorry. I doubted you," and praises her idea of having the toilet uh, directly in front of the TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we flash back to present. Dorothy comments to the girls on the huge amount of security in the area. I guess she was looking out the windows, maybe. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
1: but states that uh, whenever the president comes in and It always brings out the oddballs. Right. As almost on cue, the doorbell rings and it's Stan. He comes in and tells the girls he's got a perfect novelty for the president. the George Bush uh, point point of light on a stick, which is red, white, and blue with a handle and a small little thin arched wire with a light on the end. Joe.
0: I was just going to say, I actually thought that was a solid novelty. Like, I definitely <laughs> think there is a, probably a, market, been a market for that. it. Yeah, definitely. As far as the things that Stan has mentioned before, mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of his best uh, best to date.
1: Yeah, and to anyone who didn't know, that's a nod to the President Bush's thousand points of light speech, which promoted volunteerism. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tell him to go, and he comments that he just doesn't know when they're serious. Uh, Dorothy assures her that she wants him to be gone before the President arrives, leads him right to the door, uh, she turns and then asks, you know, what she ever saw in him. Uh, her mother says that she was just young, and uh, Mary, the first guy, that knocked her up. Right. <laughs>
2: A lot of that going around.
1: Yeah. Almost as soon as the door closes, <laughs> <laughs> Agent Bell arrives, <laughs> holding the point of the light on the stick, which <laughs> he seems to like. Powering through. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he comments that he knows who Stan is <laughs> do we need to have a break young man <laughs> you, you saying something man I'm good <laughs> I hadn't contributed in a while so. <laughs> well your laughter is always great so yeah. Um, but yeah so he says he knows who Stan is uh, he what he does and also he knows that he's a first class yutz right
2: yeah, um, my favorite line of the
0: episode. I think
1: Rosie even says they do know everything. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> my favorite line's coming up
1: here. Well, if I miss it, you let me know. Yeah, definitely. The agent tells the girls that everyone's passed their background check except Sophia. Uh, she thinks it's related to a lousy night with Mussolini, mm-hmm. and it really was lousy. But he tells her, "Nope, it's not that. It's because you're registered as both Sophia Petrillo and Sophia Weinstock." Mm. Sophia then begins her story about her late and current husbands. Right. Did you have something?
2: Uh, I'll let you finish.
1: They flash back. Uh, in the kitchen, Sophia is clearly upset. Dorothy asks what's wrong. Sophia says that her best childhood friend, Esther Weinstock, had passed away. They ask what's happened. and Sophia tells them that she was fighting an oil rig fire in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yep. And says, no, she was 88. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
0: did like that Rose comes back. So, well, it's great that she was working right yes, up until the day she yes. died. Yeah.
1: She so worked right up to the end. Uh, We then see Sophia later on with Dorothy at Esther's funeral, and her her widow, Max, Esther's widow, comes to talk to Sophia. She insults him and tells him that uh, her friend deserved better. We find out that Sophia blames Max uh, from stealing from their family as uh, he and uh, Sophia's husband had a business together when they were younger. Right. Uh, And then says that they uh, stole from them and made them go hungry. Dorothy contests this, saying that they were never hungry, but Sophia says sometimes I want a dessert. Right. We flash forward in this, uh, flash forward in the flashback. Right. Uh, Blant suggests that they go get some food. Dorothy says, you know, she'll go get her mother, and Rose says it'll do her some good since she's been so glum since the funeral. Yep. Uh, Dorothy summarizes that you know she may have lost one of her best friends, but she did make up with Max, which we see all, it was off screen. Uh, in that episode but she'll probably not see him again.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, So Dorothy walks back to her mother's room and then shrieks. Uh, Rose and Blanche run back to see what's wrong. Uh, They are all standing in the bedroom doorway when the camera shows Sophia in bed with Max uh, in their night clothes. Mm -hmm. Skivvies. Naughty, naughty. (laughs) Uh, Dorothy is horrified. Rose shields her eyes and Blanche grins in amusement. Uh, Dorothy asks what's going on. Simply, uh, Sophia simply replies, Afterglow.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did I miss anything?
0: No. I think you're, you Good got it all about. so far.
1: Uh, then we jump back to present. Pre- present. So I was going to say, like, they pretty much...
2: No, I keep going. I'm sorry. So, okay.
1: so they gave, like, the biggest highlights of that episode, like, right they, there. Like, and then...
2: per, yeah, pretty much the entire thing, you know. And then later That's... they go back to the same little... Thing. They yeah. do
1: that more on this uh, second part of the, the clip show than they did uh, episode 25. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It seems like half of this episode is the two-part max thing. Yeah, you know?
1: uh, We f- go back to present. Agent Bell wants to clarify if the relationship was just a fling, but Sophia tells him that she's not that type, mm-hmm. that they did, in fact, get married, and then proceeds to tell them about the ceremony, yeah. Yeah, right. which is another long flashback. Mm-hmm. The girls are in the room, or in a room. I think it's Sophia's room, isn't it?
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: And Dorothy is trying to speak to her mother through the door. Uh, A caterer walks in and asks what the holdup is. And he is a purposely flamboyant character. It's almost cartoonish. Right. Uh, Blanche tells him that, you know, the wedding is off. Max adds that Dorothy doesn't approve. The caterer confronts Dorothy that his cheese puffs and a sensitive assistant are about to collapse. Yeah. He tells her that whatever the issue is to overlook it, as his mother did, and then it warns her that if she says anything smart, he will slap her silly. Right. She forcefully tells him to back off. He kind of retreats to the back of the room. She then talks uh, through the door to Sophia, telling her that she was going to beg her not to get married, as she felt that uh, it'd be cheating on her father. Yeah. And she still saw them as together, right? However, now that she sees her and Max so in love, she realizes she was only being jealous and selfish. She now wants her to come out, and go through with the marriage. Uh, she emerges in an old-timey gown, and uh, Dorothy... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have described it as old-timey. Yeah, I'd say a modest gown, yeah. if anything. Yeah, um, it was kind of like a white wedding gown. Yeah. White it, wedding
1: was like it was like off-white. It looked to me like it was very old-woman-y. They which... just
0: think it was old-timey because he thought that it was originally a white gown that had just tarnished yes. over yes. time. yes. <laughs> It was to me pure white gown, like, yeah. like an apron
1: and a
2: bonnet. Yeah, it. <laughs> it, had it had its lace though. It right, its
1: little accoutrements. Accoutrement. <laughs> but yeah, she emerges in the in the gown, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and Frock. Uh, Dorothy oh. hug. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the writers take yet another swipe at the gay caterer. Yeah, uh, he comments Be about straight. Susan Hayward. And Blant says he's ready to fly right out of here, aren't you?
2: Mm-hmm. Why are you calling him a gay caterer?
1: I think they meant him to be gay.
2: So you think he was just?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you disagree?
2: I think you're just playing
1: into Reading stereotypes. Too... Yeah, <laughs> so, I think that so they were, were saying playing into skis, stereot-
0: skis to blame for this, and not the writers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they put out the stereotype. I just read into it. Ah. but they said that he had a wife. Yeah, but then he says, "And if you make any smart comments, I'll slap, I'll slap you silly." So you're saying he was lying when he claimed he had a wife? No, you can have a wife and be gay. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, but uh,
2: I'm just saying that just because he doesn't live up to your definition of masculinity doesn't mean <laughs> that he's gay.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know that I actually have a a, a set of circum or set of criteria though. Huh. And I don't know that being masculine can't be gay. Mm-hmm. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you you made it sound like just because I have some kind of mental criteria of masculinity that, I don't know, we're getting off a really bad track I now. think
0: Brent's just taking a Professor Cooper-esque uh, <laughs> approach <It's>, to this. <laughs> he's trying to
1: lampoon me. He had
2: called the the caterer gay, right? But that had not been established within the that's canon true. Of the show. It was, yeah,
1: I would argue though that was highly implied.
2: Yeah, but not by the the caterer himself.
1: By by his uh...
0: very stereotypical, especially yeah. at that uh-huh. time period. But the caterer denied it. We're supposed to take him at his word. Brent knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, I'm not going to go any further into his game. You, t- you two can duke it out as much as you Back thought. to the
1: flashback. <laughs> Just saying.
2: We want this thing to hit an hour. We gotta... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we're, we're gonna fall short of that in this episode, but they got a little extra in the last one. So.
1: <laughs> the girls share a group hug. Right. Right. They get happy and proceed down the hall? Because, of course, they're getting married at their home. Correct. Uh, Max and uh, the preacher, or I guess... Uh, I don't know, whoever is officiating sure, or up at the yeah. front. And uh, all of the attendees are Elvis impersonators. Right. Rose comments that uh, she may have mixed up the Elvis list and the wedding list, mm-hmm. which I believe was uh, connected to an Elvis fan club they'd recently joined. Correct. Which we'll touch on later. Yep. <laughs> the third the time preacher, we come back to this. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> while the preacher uh, rattles on the basic speech, uh, the girls talk quietly, which I think they would be paying more attention if this was going on. Yeah, I agree. But they are kind of talking in the background if they uh, think they'll ever get married again. Dorothy and Rose both say no, but Blanche says absolutely. But that the right man would have to have the body of Mel Gibson, the personality of Johnny Carson, and the financial resources of Donald Trump.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: originally, I said one for three on picking winners, Blanche. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's really only in the in the context. Who's that the one? Johnny Carson, I think, is still viewed pretty. Pretty favorably. nicely, yeah, yeah. favorably. Yeah. I'd say more favorably than the other two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's only because Johnny Carson lived in a time where celebrity gossip wasn't as on Front Street as it is That's now. True. That's true. I, I think that from everything I've heard about the real Johnny Carson, he wasn't any better. It's than, more
2: a boys will be boys
0: yeah. type thing. <laughs> I think he'd be viewed
1: more villainous now. I don't think Not
0: villain, but like... I don't think people would have the same opinions on him as Donald Trump because he's not in a public office. Yeah. Um, but I think they Less would look political. at him essentially the same as the Mel mm-hmm. Gibson. Yeah. So I think he'd be a very possible. Yeah. Like if
2: Jimmy Fallon was living the Johnny Carson lifestyle, people would not like Jimmy Fallon. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> very much
1: not. Yeah, the couple says they're I don't right like Jimmy do. Fallon, period. <laughs> so you do I, not I, like Jimmy Fallon.
0: <laughs> I like Jimmy Fallon as a person. I'm just not a. I'm mean, not as a person. I don't know him obviously. <laughs> I think he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a hard worker. I don't have anything against him as a human, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm not a fan of his show.
2: My favorite thing about Jimmy Fallon is the fact that he's keeping the
0: roots gainfully employed.
2: Oh, yeah, that's definitely a good point. So.
0: And I do, I like that he broke character a lot on Saturday Night Live. I always <laughs> enjoy that. I think it's funny. Oh, I don't, I don't appreciate that at all. Yeah, well, uh, teach his own.
3: <laughs>
1: so. I like some of his stand up. Like he actually, I liked, uh, uh, a set he did where he has actually those pretty s- spot-on impersonations of singers. Mm. Have mm. you heard of any of his stuff?
0: Yeah, I think I've heard some of that.
1: Like It was... Uh, I was impressed with how close he was to some of their voices. Mm. It wasn't particularly funny, but it was clearly talented. Mm,
0: okay, That's the way that a lot of people view. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> what was the line? He said he's a not particularly funny but definitely talented. Mm. Uh, so I'm just trying to think of who I would classify as that.
2: <laughs> not talented but funny?
0: Yeah, no, it was the other way around. Not particularly funny but definitely talented.
2: Oh, um I don't know John okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I was going to relate it back to I us, don't know. I was...
1: John McEnroe is pretty funny. I heard him on uh, some stuff before I <laughs> He's been mired in controversy, too.
0: Uh Well, I was thinking about using ski as the example, um, Mm. but I think ski is actually can be pretty funny. um, So I don't think that was a fair comparison. Mildly
1: talented, somewhat funny. (laughs) He's as funny as he is talented. (laughs) In both cases, mildly. Let's just say amateur. Right.
0: (laughs) He gets paid a fair wage for this
1: podcast. Exactly. Exactly. So the couple says their I do's, and the uh, whole crowd podcaster of Elvis. podcaster who's
2: worth every penny. <laughs> say what? Podcaster who's worth every penny.
3: Right. So all I'm
1: right our, there with you. To all of our, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Patreons. Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, oh, sorry. yeah, I've been trying to say. The couple says their I do's, and the whole crowd of Elvis men serenade them in chorus. Right. Did you recognize the song? It's not what I had heard before, other than the first time we saw that episode.
2: I don't know, I wasn't paying that much it attention. It was
1: like a Hawaii wedding song or yeah. something. I, don't
2: know. I was, whenever I thought I was, I was always looking at Quentin Tarantino All in right. the back row and his little finger snapping <laughs> dance type thing. I forgot
1: <laughs> that was the one where he was in it. Yeah. Uh, I Gotta go back and watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we jump back to the present. Uh, Sophia explains that you know she and Max decide that they weren't compatible, and added that, uh, thank God it was before we had kids. Right. Pretty good line. Mm-hmm. The agent asks what uh, organizations they all belong to, wanting to verify that there won't be uh, any threat to the president. Dorothy says she's part of the Sierra Club, and that Blanche is uh, in the Daughters of the Confederacy, <laughs> which seems like it could be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think in today's standards it would be, I don't think in 1990 no. that anybody would have batted an eyelash of it.
1: Rose adds that she's a member of the Auto Club of St. Olaf, Says that uh, uh, they might as well tell him about the other organization they're in, the Hunka Hunka Burning Love Fan Club, right? As alluded to previously. Mm-hmm. Now I want to call BS on this, though, because they're all part of like a dozen clubs. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, they have a ton of organizations that they're maybe
1: they're no longer affiliated with some. Yeah, about the best
0: friends uh, of uh, health. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and some of the names are are pretty spectacular, right? Because it wasn't it Friends of Best Friends of Health or something? <laughs> well, I think that the... Uh, no, that was the award.
0: Yeah, the award was the best friend of the Friends of Good Health a Society <laughs> or something like that.
1: Uh, we flash back and uh, we see Blanche, Rose, Dorothy, and several other women in the living room assembled to celebrate the king. Mm-hmm.
3: They mm-hmm. share
1: an authentic Elvis artifact, a partially eaten pork chop. Dorothy Dorothy scoffs at the item saying that she thinks Elvis wouldn't leave so much on meat on the bone. As she laughs, Blanche uh, snatches the item out of her hands, kicks her out of the club, and adjourns the meeting. Right. Uh, later, the ladies leave. Dorothy says, you know, they, they say that something about, I uh, hope we weren't too harsh on you. Dorothy says, well, you know, after being kicked out of an authentic or unauthorized Elvis fan club, that she'll try to pick the pieces up of her life right. and move on, and that there must be some support group she can join.
0: Yeah, the, I, I did enjoy that. That part from Dorothy um, in that in that clip, but the you did skip over my favorite line I in did. the episode. What is it? It was just where uh, you know Agent Bell, um, TV's Tim Stack, uh, <laughs> was you know, basically when he was starting to go over the organizations, and he said that they, uh, you know, was talking to Rose or talking to the group, I guess in general. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. But kind of talking about the things that would be they'd be looking for. Um, it says, "Do you advocate the uh, overthrow of the government by force or violence?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Rose is like, violence? <laughs> Which, I mean, it was a rhetorical question, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. but Almost thought, ruins the whole thing, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty funny. So. Yeah.
2: yeah, I really like that line, too. <laughs>
1: uh, but uh, She asked, comes from
2: a long line of rapers and pillagers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: true, yeah. Um, but yeah, saying that uh, she wants to have a, a kind of support group out there, Rose says, yeah, no, the bylaws are clear that no, you know, Mocking of the K will be permitted. They mm-hmm. had to ex- excommunicate sure. her, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Have we recorded since
2: we saw the Elvis movie? No, we haven't.
0: Uh, it was a really
2: solid movie. Yeah, I loved you guys it. did go see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty awesome. It's amazingly good.
0: Yeah, and I'm not, like, I like Elvis, but I'm not the level of fan that Brent is, but I still he enjoyed it. He likes both Elvi. <laughs> both Elvi? <laughs> yeah. So Elvis, uh, Presley, and Costello, you, yeah. know, you mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I told, uh... Is there are there
1: others? <laughs> I mean, else? I'm sure there are
0: Dope others. worthy,
2: <laughs> Not noteworthy. <know> but <laughs> when I told Cassidy, you know, we were going to see Elvis, she was like Costello or Presley, and I was proud of her. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> would be a proud
0: moment, especially for someone who's such a music Yeah, a fan of
2: both. Yeah, yeah I loved it. That was fantastic. I think it's my favorite non-superhero movie I've seen in, I don't know, a while. Wow, that's that's high <laughs> like praise.
1: Yeah.
0: Brent hasn't seen a non-superhero movie in three years. But he does wear a <laughs> cape occasionally. <laughs> he does wear a cape, he does. <laughs>
2: Yeah, has a whole Captain Marvel thing going on. Yeah, he's
0: close to being an American superhero. Yeah. You know, or a, a superhero without powers. I don't know what you'd call it, but. Or Mr. Marvel. Shazam, yeah.
1: whatever. Mm-hmm. He knows karate. Yeah. He that's knows.
2: true. I know
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and we snap back to the present.
2: It's James Brown.
1: For the last time, <laughs> uh, Rose asked the girls if they are nervous or as nervous <laughs> as she is about being the president of the United States. She comments that if uh, she says something stupid, she'll just die. Sophia asks if they are able to make donations instead of, or in lieu of
0: sending flowers. Yeah, that was a solid line.
1: I thought so. Rose asks Dorothy again if if she's still planning to confront the president, and she assures her that she definitely is. She says, read my lips. I'm telling them off. (laughs) Another throwback line. Right. Uh, Blanche asks if uh, she's showing too much cleavage. Uh, Dorothy says yes, and Blanche responds that, oh, good, she's ready then. right. Uh, Agent Bell comes to the door and explains that the motorcade is running a bit behind, so the president will only be coming to the door frame, basically the the front entry, for a photo op, uh, and asks Blanche, uh, you know, tells Blanche she might want to cover up a bit. (laughs) Right. A crowd of the Secret Service uh, agents surround the front entry, and uh, uh, Agent uh, Bell announces Rose first. Right. Uh, she goes up to shake his hand, asks if the Oval oh, Office is really hard to vacuum like she imagines it is. All right. Uh, he responds that he's not sure as a Hoover hasn't been in the uh, White House for over 60 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I thought it was a good joke. Yeah, it so was pretty I. good.
0: It's like they made it to where all the Secret Service people laughed out of uh, obligations. Yes,
1: that's exactly what I wrote. Uh, but
0: as far as like a politician's joke, yeah, I yeah, was definitely solid. Tip, that was yeah.
1: pretty good, yeah. Uh, Next is Sophia, who says, you know, if you're busy, it would have been nice if you brought something, like a marble cake. Mm -hmm. The girl's like, hey, shush. Yeah. She's like, he knows better. Uh, Then Blanche gets up and approaches and comments on uh, the rather large entourage of Secret Service men. She says hi to them, and they all in unison say, hi, Blanche.
0: Yeah. Uh, The only issue I have with that joke, I thought that was a funny joke. But the Secret Service people, I, I don't believe they're regional.
1: <laughs> I think
0: it's the same group of Secret Service people that go around. So I don't think. Well, I, think
1: would... I think maybe because they've been surveilling their house recently, yeah. mm, okay. they all took specific attention to her. Maybe <laughs> I
0: suppose, but
1: Agent Bell previously said they had pictures. So... Right, but
2: I do think uh, part of the contingent's regional.
0: It could be part, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I would think that the people, especially the ones that are like the. People specifically guarding the president's body, you know, yeah. would probably be ones that travel with them more. So I'd say
2: maybe four, but i think the other, you know, eight or nine would be local. Okay, you know? so you think that'd be reasonable? Then they would yeah. all they'd know Blanche's name because okay. the Secret Service they also do like you know counterfeiting different things like that. Oh, and sure. I'm sure with Miami and the drug trade, they probably oh, yeah. have yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe be there. booming presence
3: there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, lo- so yeah, Blanche, you know, they all say hi to Blanche. Lastly, Dorothy approaches to shake his hand. Uh, Rose shoots one last plea for her not to embarrass them. Uh, Dorothy sees the crowd, kind of peers out the door, and uh, only kind of utters a stammer and a nod. Uh, Upon being told that she's a teacher, President Bush even asked if she has any suggestions for how to improve the education system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still, though, she only kind of nods and grunts. Finally, he asks her to uh, release his hand. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Agent Bell kind of specifies he means now. Uh, so she lets him go, the crowd disperses, and the door closes. Uh, then uh, Dorothy walks over to the kitchen, turns to the girls, and said, I think he got the message.
0: Yeah, that was a funny line to And then we it close out. it up, yep. yep. So uh, we had two guest actors in that episode. Uh, Tim Stack Ooh. made his second appearance. Yep. And, Tim Stack. Uh, and uh, Herb Edelman, his 16th of 25, my favorite appearance of him so far so, since it was so, so brief. brief, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think there was another one that he had that was really mercifully brief as well. I didn't see any good reason to shoehorn him into the episode, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time. Oh, and we did have a, a guest voice, a uh, mm-hmm. very illustrious guest well, voice. Well, yeah. <laughs> I
1: think they wanted one of the uh, thousand points of light joke. Yeah, I, and like, true.
0: It, I guess that makes sense. That, that gave him a good reason to be in.
1: We got that in the read my lips.
0: But do you know who did the voice of uh, George Bush on that?
1: I uh, Harry Shearer, right? Yeah, that's correct.
0: Yeah, the yeah. first really big Simpsons actor that we've mm-hmm. had on here. Yeah. Uh, 457 titles to his name. Mm-hmm. Of course, many of... Uh, uh, many different voices that he does, yes. uh, Principal Skinner, Ned Flanders, Kent Brockman, and
2: my favorite, Mr. Burns, among mm-hmm. many, many others. Yeah. And I was going to say that was 16 months before he did the Bush voice for The Simpsons. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very nice.
0: Um, well,
1: they t- they kicked him off Dr. Hubert, though. Well, Bush. yeah, I mean,
0: I think that that's good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's overly sensitive. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I don't know. I think there are certain lines that don't matter until people make a big deal of it. You know,
0: there was a long time I felt the same way, um, but then after hearing uh, the, oh, what's his name, uh, Hari Kanda, the one who kind of kicked off the stuff about the mm-hmm. Simpsons, talking about the trouble with Apu, mm-hmm. um, I, it made a lot more sense to me, and I mm-hmm. and I'm on board with the idea that.
1: And maybe I'm decent now because I'm a white male, and yeah. there's very You're little cramped. that's actually targeted at me other than.
0: Right, I mean, you're a grandpa, too, so like you That's feel you're, you're in your racist pocket just fine. We're racist pocket.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
0: you don't have any problem. But, yeah, I don't have any issue with them uh, changing the characters of color to be played by actors, voice actors of color. Um,
1: I well, my thought, though, is they're actors, so, I mean, uh, there is also a play to say that people who are gay... Have to play all gay roles, but I don't think that should necessarily be the case. I don't think I've
0: ever heard that. I think that people are saying gay roles should be played by people that are gay because it's a community that's underrepresented in the uh, entertainment industry. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think I can. I don't know. This it's a very. Politically I, I'll agree charged with that's argument. probably the
1: case, but
0: I don't think anyone's ever said that gay people shouldn't play straight people. Um, but straight people aren't underrepresented in in entertainment industry at all, especially big-time entertainment.
1: Um, Well, my thought, though, is, I don't know, if an actor is good enough, they should be able to play any role.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I can definitely see the argument for it. I can see the argument both ways, but either way, that's not my issue with this episode. (laughs) As I have alluded to, I do have
1: one big issue.
0: Yeah, Um, and to call it a rant is probably a little strong. A rant. Mm -hmm. But this was a clip show, and I'll grant it's the second half. Um, You know, there was another clip show that had a, a... Grand variety of clips <laughs> from different episodes, but how can you have a clip show that only featured four episodes? Right, six <laughs> episodes are from a two-part episode out of the nine clips. Um, and, and if then, you look
1: back, actually, some of them were clip shows from from clip shows.
0: I mean, I don't know if they were in prior <laughs> well, clip not shows. Not clip
1: shows, I think vignettes.
0: Uh, possibly, I'm not sure, but I know there were two clips from one episode um, that that they showed the clips like back to back because they were you know continuing part of a story. The very first clip was the condoms one from when they were in the store. That was a separate one. But the last six clips were all from the same two-part episode um, to where I think that that list of writers that you credited, I'm sure that's the list that covered the entire two-part episode, uh-huh. but I guarantee you that that... that the all those writers were not, not needed apply, for those right? three episodes essentially <laughs> that were represented in this it's really weird to have an episode that's almost a recap of one other episode mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but so i had a big issue with that and the fact too that that character that Brent says was not specifically listed as gay was probably the most offensive character portrayal <laughs> they've had on this uh, on the entire series um, up to this point well, we still got a couple seasons left to go, so you never know. They might top themselves. Uh, so, anyway. There's
1: time still, right? Right,
0: exactly. So, Ski, uh, who got your MVP for this episode?
1: I gave it to Dorothy. She had my favorite lines in this one. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. How about you, Brent? Oh, Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I-, I enjoyed him for sure, again, but I don't think I could give him the MVP for four lines
2: or <laughs> it Giving it to TV's Tim Stack? <laughs> yeah, he,
0: he actually did less in this episode than he did in the first one. Yeah. So if I couldn't find a way to give it to Tim Stack in the first <laughs> one, I don't think I can throw it in. Um, mm-hmm. I had to go with Sophia for this one. Mm. Uh, for one, it was a Sophia-centric episode that took mm-hmm. up almost all of the clips. Yeah, <laughs> that's <is>, that <laughs> so,
1: fair.
0: Uh, but yeah, I thought that uh, overall she was the best. Although my favorite line was from Rose. So, I could be swayed in other directions, but mm-hmm. I'm going to settle with Sophia on this one. Cool. And how many slices of cheesecake for you, Ski?
1: I only gave it four this time. Okay. I thought it was slightly less uh, entertaining than part one, mm. but I like that it did address the uh, Sophia being married issue, which had previously been dropped. Yeah, I guess they
0: did address it, but I also don't understand why. I mean, I guess they they did it fine within the context of the show. <laughs> Uh, but at the same time, I think it's the weirdest plot hole on the entire series, and I don't know why <laughs> we need to revisit it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we need to revisit it. <laughs>
1: um, well, I wish they'd have given that closure. If say, hey, uh, like he we don't know it. if he's li- alive <laughs> or dead. Yeah. yeah,
0: and we totally could have gotten some flashbacks that were part of her re- relationship with Sal. She could have been like, yeah, there was mm-hmm. this. And then this happened, you know, and it mm-hmm. could have...
1: Yeah, there's been enough times when he's appeared physically or just on his voice.
0: Right, so I don't see why they couldn't have at least thrown that in um, mm-hmm. as well.
2: But uh, how many slices for you, Brent? I mean, uh, just to piggyback off that, it would have been nice, yeah, if they would have did an entire episode like The Loves of Sophia Petrillo mm-hmm. and, like, flashback to Sal and, you know, Max and yeah. Alvin and... sure uh, Yeah, oh. exactly, you know would be a nice one. Yeah, definitely. So so anyways, I was originally going to give about five, but I'm going to drop that down to four and a half because mm-hmm. I think I rather would have had that clip show yeah. instead. Well, I just have a big issue with the uh, lack of
0: diversity in the episodes <laughs> um, that they used for this one. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. It To me, it just feels lazy. I feel like there was someone who loved that episode, like one of the main writers <laughs> was the person who ultimately was deciding the clips.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> so maybe they gave up. Like, I don't know. What else be. are we going to put in there? Yeah. Um,
0: and then I also, you know, in the first part of the clip show, they had several homophobic jokes. And then in this part, they had, like I said, I think the worst character they've ever had on the uh, series. Yeah, feature. it was
1: pretty um,
0: So I only give it two stars, or two slices, I should say. Gotcha. I'm um, One of my lower, maybe the lowest I've given this season, or, or close to it anyway. Mm-hmm. But the clip show is never going to win best episode of the season. Um, shouldn't at least. Challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, vignettes, I, I'm totally down with, it, you know, original content um, mm-hmm. put in that format is fine with me but i don't think i could ever give a clip show my number one mm-hmm. slot for a season mm-hmm. um so that uh that wraps up season five um as far as the episodes themselves mm-hmm. uh next week we'll be going over the full season recap giving you a little update for the state of the union so to speak of the podcast mm-hmm. and of course uh, giving you a very brief um recap of the uh, probably one sentence recaps of <laughs> of the twenty six episodes, the made up season five. Um, but did you guys have anything else to add before we close out this uh, this episode?
1: I don't think so. No, right. nothing I can think of.
0: Well, then, in all that, uh, with all that behind us, with season five basically behind us, uh, stay golden, Coco. Adios. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.